0: Flyers Daily with Jason Mertedis. Here we go, brand new Flyers Daily for the third of November, twenty twenty-three. Flyers Daily presented as always by Ticketmaster, Make More Memories Live, and also Flyers teaming up with Penn Medicine for the Penn Medicine Assist. For every Flyers assist this season, the Flyers and Penn Medicine will be donating thirty pounds of food to local communities in need. Couple of roster changes and roster moves, rather, uh, from General Manager Danny Briere. Uh, this was announced yesterday. The Flyers have loaned to Victor Metti, defenseman, back to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms of the American Hockey League. Didn't play any cl- games with the Flyers while he was called up, uh, but the Flyers have recalled goaltender Cal Peterson, who was yet to play a regular season game for the Flyers. Obviously, Cal Peterson being recalled uh, as a reaction to the fact that Carter Hart left that game the other night with a as they called it, mid-body injury. We'll see what his timetable is. Uh, We have to receive more information on that, but uh, the fact that they recalled Cal Peterson um, does kind of indicate that he is probably going on the trip. Cal Peterson is. Why didn't they recall Felix Sandstrom? Well, Felix Sandstrom was just assigned to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms for a conditioning assignment, so he doesn't have to go through waivers when you do that. So they're going to get the goaltender that's played some games this season and let Felix Anstrom get some starts with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms and and use that conditioning assignment to its fullest. Don't in essence waste it. here's what Cal Peterson has done so far this season. he's appeared in four games for Lehigh Valley. he's got a 376 goals against average and an 884 save percentage. They're not great numbers. he hasn't gotten off to a great start. Uh, obviously anything over, Three is certainly not the desired area uh, for a goaltender when it comes to goals against average. And anything under nine is is, is you want to be above four goaltenders when it comes to save percentage. But uh, this is the situation. He's played in four games. Felix Sandstrom has not. Sam Harrison, who hasn't gotten off to the greatest statistical start to the season either, hasn't really found a rhythm with his game. It's going to be incumbent upon those two if Carter Hart is out for any extended period of time um, to be able to give the Flyers quality goaltending. Now, the thing with this Flyers team is, is as I've talked about in yesterday's episode, they'll be back against the Sabres tonight, which we'll talk about more in a minute. But this is a very pivotal part of the schedule. When you look at the where they are in the standings right now, uh, you know, the standings, to me, are not indicative of the way the team has played. But ultimately, you are— in sports, which your record says you are. They've played 10 games. They have won four, they've lost five, and they have an overtime loss. That was in Dallas. They've got nine points. They're tied with the Caps. The Caps have played two less games, and the Flyers have now lost three straight, and they haven't—they won one game where they scored more goals than their opponent one time in their last six. That's when they beat Minnesota 6-2 after that mini two-game road trip against Dallas and Vegas. So— This is a pivotal part of the schedule. John Tortorella talked about this post game after the game on Wednesday night against the Sabres, that a big part of his job right now is to keep the team in essence, believing and sticking to the process because, you know, I I see a lot of this on social media. We look, we judge sports on results. I get it. That's what ultimately what matters, but there's some some out there saying, "Well, this Flyers team's no better than it was last year. It's actually worse." I totally disagree with that. I have seen progress with this team. I, I if you're watching the games, your eyes show you that they are they've progressed from last year to this. The result hasn't, and they've found a way to lose games. And you look at the the situational play this season. They've gone into the, the third period with the lead or tied on a number of occasions, and haven't won those games. Like the Vegas game, where they led 2-1 to one going into the third period, lost in the final th- 33 seconds. Like the Carolina game, another good team. Went into the third period, tied, but you ultimately lost the game 3-2. to two. Then the game the other night against Buffalo. You we went into that third period, tied at 2. You ended up losing that game 5-2, uh, to two, and you outshot the opponent 40-15. to 15. Uh, They've now scored in third period so far, 14-10 to 10 this season. And when they've entered third periods after two periods of play, either tr- when they're trailing, they're o two and one, and when they're tied going into the third, they're o and two. Now this is a team; th- these records are indicative of teams all, r- all across the NHL. When they lead after two, they're four and one. So it-, it is a league where if you're leading, you're going to be a lot more successful than when you're not. It's hard to come back on teams in the NHL. Uh, in this current iteration thereof. Flyers in first periods this year have outscored their opponents, 15 to 11. They're even in the second period, 7-7. And then as I said, in the third periods, that's been where it's really hurt them. They've been outscored 14 to 10, and obviously they have the one overtime game, and they were outscored in that one goal to zero. They haven't scored an overtime goal. They've only been in one game. But all said and done, you know, the numbers are better. The team is better. The record is not better, but the team and the process is better. Now, they had a better record last year through their first 12 games, but numbers and the underlying numbers were not good. I saw this tweet yesterday from Charlie O'Connor, who covers the team, and the Flyers are second in the NHL, in all situations shot on goal share at 55.69 that's good that's all situations they're seventh in the NHL and 5 on 5 expected goal share at 55.91% and they're first in the NHL in all situations with expected goal share at 58.3 they are driving considerably more offense and you don't you don't need those stats that I just gave you from Charlie to know that if you watch it you see it now, goaltending has been good for them, has been solid when Carter Hart has played, but they do lack the pure finisher. Hopefully, that's coming with Matt Mechkov and Cutter Gauthier. Hopefully, Tyson Forster can find the scoring touch and others. Travis Konechny has been good so far to start this season, but they're having an inability to score in the third period right now when they really need a goal. They've gotten great opportunities, high danger chances, Freddie Anderson. Uka pekka in the Sabre game. They were able to keep them off the board and then find a way to score on the Flyers and cost them the ability in a simplified win-the-period-win-the-game situation. So, the numbers and the team is better. It has progressed forward. Is it good enough? No. Not suggesting that. Is it better? And has it moved a step forward? Absolutely it has. And... Look, it's weird because the hockey's a weird sport. You can outshoot a team forty to fifteen and lose five to two. Hockey's a weird sport. You can be a better team and have a worse record over a sample size of games, whether that's five games, ten games, twelve games, whatever it might be. Sometimes it's weird. I remember a few years back, Flyers were mired in an extended losing streak. And I think the GM was Ron Hextall at the time and he said, I think the team is playing pretty good and when he said that, they had, I think they had lost their ninth game in a row. And and people went bananas. They're playing good. You've lost nine in a row, blah, blah, blah. They actually were playing good at the end there, and you could tell they were going to end the losing streak any, at any moment because then they did. And then they went on, and they, I think they won seven straight after that. So the process was good, but the process in hockey doesn't always equal the result in hockey. But that's the big task of John Tortorella now is Keep the team on the process of how they're playing right now. Find some more timely scoring in third periods. Bear down. Bury some goals. Absolutely. But structurally, and the pace at which they're playing, and transition, the way they're exiting their zone, all of those things, keep those things moving in that direction that they are right now. And things will change. That's how, if if they keep doing that, then the success will come. I'm not saying they're going to be a playoff team, but that's the key is doing that for players. Players have that one mentality. Did we win? Did we lose? Did we score more than we gave up? Real simple. And to keep the faith, keep the belief and keep doing what you're doing, eventually you got to get results or the players stop doing what they're doing. Now they know in a short sample size, hey, we're playing well. We deserved a better fate, but if that drags on and on and on, then it's different. And then the other part of this is, how does this team react if they're not going to get the same level of consistent goaltending behind them that they've gotten with Carter Hart? Is Sam Harrison and Cal Peterson going to be able to give them that freedom in their mind to be creative offensively, not be afraid in transition to push the pace and make a play? Because you know you've got a guy back there that if it doesn't go right and it goes the other way, that he can bail you out. He can keep the puck out of your net. Playing the game with handcuffs on your brain, afraid to make a mistake, is, is not a successful way to, to succeed. It's just not a way to have, you know, be able to push the pace and be able to take the risk you need to take, the risk-reward equation, to win hockey games. And if every time you turn it over, you're pulling it out of your net, then that starts to have an effect. It's like the environment for a goaltender. If he gets beat on the back door because that guy's not covered three times in a game, and then on the fourth one, he cheats to try and cover it because it hasn't been covered before, he gets beat short side, that's understandable. That's the cumulative effect of environment. Well, that can also be the cumulative effect on not getting saves whenever a puck is turned over, or you want to make a creative play. You have to be free of mind to be able to do that. So what's the trickle-down effect of all of this? We'll see. The coaching staff going to try and keep the guys playing with the same structure, same system, the same urgency in transition, same structure in the D zone, same uh, attacking and decisiveness in the neutral zone, and the same forecheck. But the results got to come. And they're coming up on on a very tough part of the schedule. Talked about this in yesterday's episode. This is not an easy month of November for the Flyers. It's just not. You look at this game. Okay, they're back in Buffalo tonight to wrap up the home and home. Los Angeles, the Kings on Saturday at Wells Fargo Center. Then they're going to fly out Sunday for a road trip. They're going to see San Jose. San Jose stinks. All right, San Jose is no good. So that that's a game you gotta win on the road. San Jose, by the way, nine games is 0-8 and one. They've got one point on the season. So that game aside, <clears throat> after that you go to Anaheim. Anaheim's off to a good start. They're six and four. They beat the Flyers already, seven to four. They had a good road trip. They were four and two on the road, two and two at home. But even Anaheim, I'll, I'll say that's not even a high quality opponent yet. After the Anaheim game, you go to Los Angeles you take on the Kings. I think they're a playoff team. Then you come back east, take on Carolina on the road. Then you come back home, you take on the Vegas Golden Knights, who, by the way, in 10 games are 9-0-1. Then you get Columbus, who the Flyers beat on opening night, so a little bit of revenge here for Columbus. They're not off to a great start, 3-4-2. and two. I think they're a decent team, but we'll see. Then after that, you get the New York Islanders, sitting in the fourth spot in the Metropolitan Division. You get the Rangers, who sit in the top spot of the Metropolitan Division. Then you get the Islanders again. Then you get Carolina, who's in the second spot. And then you get New Jersey, who's sitting in the third spot. And I think all of those teams, New Jersey, Carolina, the Rangers, obviously Vegas, are all playoff teams. Columbus might be. We'll see. And the Islanders might be. We'll see. It's a tough schedule in the month of November. And now you might have to do a lot of it without your rock goaltender back there in Carter Hart. How does that affect what happens in front of the goaltender? Can the coaching staff, as John Tortorella, the biggest part of his job right now is to keep the guys playing the same way despite the fact that they haven't gotten the results? This is a really, really big stretch of games. And look, it'll be dropping the puck tonight in Buffalo against the Sabres, back-to-back this weekend. If Carter Hart can't go this weekend, which it looks like he can't, You're going to get Arison in one of these games and Cal Peterson in another. Arison has given up a lot of goals already this season. Cal Peterson has not had great numbers with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms in the four games he's played. So where's this going? This is a big spot in the schedule. We'll break down Flyers-Sabers tomorrow. We'll preview Flyers-Kings tomorrow. So join us then, everybody. Enjoy your Friday. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a brand-new Flyers Daily.